Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us and give our honest reaction to it. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question. The format of the show is as follows. We have 10 bands in the queue every week, all listeners submitted. We roll some dice and we usually get through between five and seven of them. And uh, like I said, we just react to them. The overall goal is to highlight new uh, punk and hardcore and like I said punk and hardcore adjacent stuff and hopefully get them into some new people's ears um, you know we definitely don't always like everything that we hear but nonetheless we encourage everybody to go out and support the things that they do enjoy that they hear in the show buy physical releases go see bands when that becomes a realistic thing uh, again at some point in the future and uh, yeah you know we like punk and hardcore so we talk about it if you're a regular listener to the show you've probably noticed this is coming a little bit late um, you know just work and life stuff came up but we're uh, we're making it up to you as quickly as humanly possible um i i i mean we have to address the elephant in the room right um trump isn't the president anymore so well Nate, i mean you know, you, for the next well, seven months yeah the next right. 70 days pardon me not seven 70, months, right, not, not seven months. yeah yes sure but uh you don't have to move to new zealand well I don't have to now, but it's not like I still don't want to. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. But at, at least the the impending demise of our podcast due to you immediately expatriating is no longer looming on the horizon. Yeah, but I think we could make it work. You would just, we just have to talk a day apart, right? Because New Zealand's like eight hours. It, New Zealand is currently eight hours behind us tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we, could, just have, we just have to make it work. Yeah, we could, we could make that work for sure. But, um, no, I, I don't have to immediately expedite the country, but goddamn, it doesn't mean I don't want to. Um, I, I, I honestly, if anything, mm-hmm. um, I think the uh, the election is a testament to the absolute fucking stranglehold that white people have, like like that white supremacy has on scared white people. Uh, in what sense? More fucking people voted for him this time. They went out like crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? no, for sure. Like, like more people thought, hey, this is all right, I guess. Let's just <laughs> fucking do this again, right? Yeah. I mean, what 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 is it? Like Stockholm Syndrome or something. I mean, I'm not going to give people that much credit because you and I live in Indiana, and I'm telling you right now, this is a den of iniquity, right? This oh, yeah. entire oh, yes. fucking state. Yeah, for sure. Right? No it's, doubt. It's, it's a den of... Perverse xenophobic rural Cretans, right? Yes, this is correct. Um, and uh, you know, whatever. I guess I don't have to leave, but man, I'm still fucking. I, I you know, I'm, I'm tired of looking out the window and seeing everybody else with a higher base standard of living, and like more amenities and mm-hmm. like cooler shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, and like. All we get is, you know, fucking grandpa fucking screaming in our ear about how we fucking kicked back Hitler's boys 80 years ago on the fucking, you know, on the fucking Ho Chi Minh Trail. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, dude, what the fuck? Who no one gives a shit what what happened, you know, fucking 80 years ago. What What's happened lately? Fuck off. Go yeah. fuck yourself, right? For sure. I was watching, um, I started watching... The documentary um, about uh, um, flat Earth, flat Earthers called "Behind the Curve." Yeah, and I'm a little behind the curve on this because this documentary is like you know a couple years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's a hundred years old, but um, it's presented in like this wacky sort of like 
this wacky way where you're introduced to these wacky, zany characters. And I don't know if you're, I, maybe some people feel, I, I rarely feel sympathy for people that are victims of their own fucking stupidity. And, 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 and vic- basically I, I rarely feel sympathy for stupid people, yeah. especially people that actively pursue stupid things and don't like, yo, you know, like this shit has been established for thousands of years. For sure. Very simple, simple mathematical principles can, can like do this. And like, it, it takes such a, an, 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 an iron will of, uh, an, an iron will of moronic intent, right? <laughs> yeah. To just cast aside what is observable, like objective fucking reality. Like, yeah, I can't see that the world is flat, but that's how all the fucking math works. And like what you're basically saying is that the entire interpretation of reality is not true. Yes. Which is a very, it's not even a slippery slope. It's a fucking cliff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's not like, 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 like you can't assert a flat earth without basically saying, yes, every single other conspiracy theory is 100% true and valid. Right. And you and I have talked about how, like, once you start talking about conspiracy theories, you are literally like, you are literally three sentences away from like anti-Semitism. Oh yeah. 100%. The the anti-Semitism is like right there. And, and from, for most of the people that embrace that type of shit too, it, even if they're not explicitly stating it, it is probably a deeply held conviction of theirs already, and they just haven't progressed to the point yet where they're outwardly um, yeah. decrying the Zog, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, you know, I, I watched, like, maybe 40 minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. and it was a bunch – there was, like, one fucking dude that literally – is is a is a is a is a a living walking fucking like lollipop right he's just Uh a lollipop head right (laughs) like he's been this way his whole life he 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 is the um he is the living embodiment of like you know kruger dunning syndrome or dunning kruger syndrome whatever you fucking pronounce that right yeah yeah um and like, there's all these people that show up to see him speak and they're like, yeah, the scientists are wrong and the math is wrong. It's like, yo, just because you're too fucking stupid to understand the math doesn't mean it's fucking wrong. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because you didn't pay attention. Anyway, my point is this fucking place is full of them and I want the fuck out. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, that's reasonable for sure. I want the fuck out. I was, I was, um. Every once in a while, I dip my toe into having a laugh at people crying about having to wear masks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's always good. Like it's, it's kind of cathartic in a, in a way to like, I, I, to stoke the fires of rage to make sure that they don't actually go out. Sure. Right. Cause I don't ever want to not feel like visceral fucking boiling rage. Right. (laughs) Right. I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted to it now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And, uh. And like there was, I watched a video of some fucking idiot. And of course he's this dude, like somewhere near Valparaiso, like going off on a guy at Menards, like screaming about, you're my constitutional being. And he's like, read the constitution. And the guy at Menards is like, yeah, but you can't come in without a fucking mask. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. And I thought, yo, I could use some extra cash, you know? Yeah. It would be so much fun to be a bouncer. At like Menards, <laughs> yeah, it would, or like it would probably Home be a Depot good time or something, right? Like, like just stand outside, you know, yeah. 
Nope. What are you, fucking stupid? It's a respiratory illness. Cover both of your respiratory passages, you fucking mouth breather. Get the fuck out. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't give a shit if it, I don't give a shit if it's stuffy. Then stay the fuck home. Right? Order yeah. shit online. Learn how to live in the future, which is currently the present. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. what the fuck is wrong with you? Right? I would, sure. I would absolutely love to stand in front. I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. Right? Just, I don't give a shit. I'll take the heat because I'm looking for it, right? I'm looking for it. I love to stand right in front of like Menards, right? Mm-hmm. All six and a half, 300 pounds, six and a half foot, 300 pounds of me. Just stand right in front of Menards and yell at fucking little old bitchy ladies and <laughs> stupid old Vietnam vets with their fucking dick nose hanging out over their mask, you know? You know, And they want to pull out their pocket constitution. I'll be like, yeah, you, you talk about all this shit. You live and die for this country and you can't even fucking cover up your face with a piece of cloth, you fucking pussy. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I would sure. love to fucking troll those dudes and then just tell them to get the fuck out. Yeah. yeah you know so what else I'd love to do? What's that? Cut their fucking heads off with a goddamn <laughs> knife. <laughs> I didn't see it going there, but yeah. You know okay. what I mean? like, I'm just I'm just sick of the motherfuckers, right? I'm, yeah. I was I was thinking the other day. I at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. I genuinely want to laugh like this. <laughs> like, I want to actually, like, genuinely do that. Not an affectation, right? Like, yes. that's what genuinely comes out of me. Um, well, you're getting there. I think you're on the right trajectory for sure. I would love to fucking laugh like that. <laughs> <laughs> Give it like a decade or so, and I, I could see you getting there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, whatever. Biden's Biden's uh, the the president elect. We got seventy days left to Trump, and uh, I still got the fucking Southern Cross on my mind, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, as as much as I don't give a fuck about Biden, and I have very little faith in our democracy as a concept, even um, I nonetheless feel a, a great de- degree of relief that uh, Trump is no longer the president, simply for the fact that uh, even if the status quo that we've returned to is a piss poor status quo to return to, uh, it'll be nice not feeling like we live in bizarro world every day. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I know it'll be nice not to have like. Like the, 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 the moral offense right. and like the, the constant like assault on my intelligence and, <laughs> yes. and like my sanity every single sure. day. Right. It'll be, it'll be nice to have a president that you can once again, just ignore as like a useless figure at a gesture. Yeah. yeah. You know? And just not fucking pay attention. Cause he's not screaming in your ear and there's not like, well, there is still, but hopefully those fuckers will go back under the rocks where they belong. Um, there's not like basically just gloating fucking 60 year old bullies and like weirdo white supremacists. You know, what's really weird are like the fucking like Latino white supremacists and shit that like <laughs> hang out with the proud boys. Yeah. It's really strange. It's a, it's a really strange phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's, I, I mean, it, it, you could, we could get deep into it and analyze it and, uh, and look at it as being indicative of the fact that obviously there's something about Trump and his populism that appeals to more than just sort of like the underlying white supremacy of like the white populace of America. And I think there's something to be said for that for sure. Because I, I think, think there's something to be said 
said for it for sure too, which is it's utter fucking bullshit. Because white people went fucking bonkers in 2008 when a black man suddenly ascended to the highest position of public service in the land, and they ain't turning back. Yeah, that is true for sure. I mean, uh, suddenly all this shit fucking matters. Like suddenly that you know, give me a fucking break, dude. You and I both, goddamn, I knew what that was all about from fucking the word jump. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'll just say that that uh, that brand of like right wing populism also appeals to other people of a equally stupid persuasion, but a different one nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so like I said, it, you know, if it's uh, it was four years doing the uh, idiocracy bit. And uh, I'm I'm at least happy to say that uh, over half of our nation said, you know what, we're good on that. Let's let's uh, we we tried that experiment out and uh, it didn't go so well. Let's let's give it a shot on something else. No, we um, ain't done with it yet. No, I'm no, you, we're man. I'm telling you, there's at least seventy million of those motherfuckers, and I feel like at least 70, 69 million of them live in fucking Indiana. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly possible. But for the time being, uh, I, I feel happy to collect, to sigh at least, um, or to to let out at least somewhat of a collective sigh of relief that uh, I won't have to turn on the news and hear about that man every day for the next four years. Yeah. So uh, on that note, let's uh, let's pivot to music. Okay. which is what this podcast is really about. So uh, first up, we've got a resubmission. This is back in the queue, and it's uh, something that I have neglected listening to because I knew it was coming back up in the queue. We've got Command, which is a submission from the ever-reliable Ryan Donahoe. Um, he sent this in a few weeks ago, and we didn't get around to it. It is a band on the Maggot Stomp roster that he has described as being uh, decidedly less slammy than a lot of their bands and leading more into the bolt thrower kind of worship uh, lane of contemporary metal, death metal which uh you know i'm always happy to hear a band going that that route then we have got uh, another death metal band damnation's domain which is a submission from aj this is another resubmission i think aj submitted it a while back um i don't know if it made it into the queue or not but they are a death metal band from delaware then next up we have got Jen Tonon or Tonan um, with their release Final Fight. Uh, this was sent in by my friend Nick Matocho. He sent some stuff in a while back, uh, some black metal that uh, I think a friend of his was playing and we thought it was kind of okay. This is a band from one of his co-workers. Nick says he has not listened to this and does not know what to expect. Um, it looks, the art is is weird. The tags are weird. I, I also have no idea what to expect from this. Then we have got... <laughs> yeah, there are uh, some weird tags on that. For yeah, sure. yeah, there are, aren't there? <laughs> um, then next up, we have Sidetracked with their release, Dweller. This was submitted by Jay, who is the uh, primary songwriter and performer in Sidetracked. We've had them on the show before. If you're even passingly familiar with the world of like fast hardcore um, and grind, power violence, that whole world uh, from the last decade plus, you probably are familiar with Sidetracked. They are a stalwart of that scene and... Uh, their uh, their work ethic is is admirable. They are constantly putting new stuff out. This is one of two new releases I think that came out in October, maybe three. Then next up we have got Zimmer Zipper with their demo. This is a new band from Connecticut that was sent in by Grant Williams. He said it's uh, punky hardcore. Dropped on Halloween, I believe. I saw him share it. I think in the demo list in Facebook group, but I have not listened to it yet. Then we have got another new a demo from a new band, uh, Flower City. This is a band based out of Austin, Texas. This was sent in by Elliot Miller and Ryan Donahoe. Neither of them included uh, any information about it. Came out at the end of uh, end of October. 
I've seen a few people share this, but I've not listened to it yet. I actually know. I think I, I think I heard someone describe this as sort of like anarcho punky stuff. Um, and there, and now that I'm looking at the artwork, there is like an anarchy a on there. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll see if we land on it. Then we have a band that is familiar to the podcast, Moon Kisser with Summer's Fleeting Majesty. We actually premiered a song for this band, I think off of this release. They are label mates of mine on the label Head to Wall Records. Um, this was sent in by Granger, Granger Hamilton, who said it is post-hardcore that we uh, might not enjoy. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't really enjoy it uh, when we listened to it, when we premiered this song. We thought it was like halfway there. There were some parts that were definitely leaning into the quicksand thing that were good, but I think both the, the, the consensus was that uh, the vocals sounded like he, the dude was joking. Um, yeah, so, I don't even remember this, so I must not have liked it much. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we didn't we didn't love it. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe we'll give it another go tonight. Then we have got Home Invasion with their demo 2020. This is uh, a band from Chicago, Illinois that is not new. I guess they've been around for a couple of years, but they just finally got around to recording and releasing a demo. This was sent in by Nick Torres, who plays in the band. He said he is a, a longtime listener and fan of the show. So, yo, shout out, Nick. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, he said they've been a band for a couple of years and just finally got around to releasing and recording this and that we should not uh, not hold back on our constructive criticism. Uh, we never do. If you've listened to the show long enough, you know that uh, that's not an option. Actually, if somebody asks us to hold back on the criticism, that's uh, a guaranteed, guaranteed they're getting it even harder than they, they normally would. Then next up, we have got The Passing with their self-titled EP. This is a band from Los Angeles, California. It was sent in by Ryan Johnson. He said it's just good old-fashioned D-beat. Uh, this came out in September of this year. And then last up, we have got another death metal band that is a resubmission uh, this was, I think we had this in the queue, like quite a while. I think it was like episode 36 or something that we had this in the queue. Um, I went and checked because I was pretty sure that we had had this before and I wanted to make sure we didn't actually listen to it. It is another maggot stomp band. Uh, the band is 200 stab wounds. The release is piles of festering decomposition. This was sent in by Chris Thorderson, who said he has uh, been listening to the show since jump. So shout out Chris. He said, we might, even, we might like this a lot or think it's, uh, incredibly try hard. So, uh, you know, I guess we'll see where, where we land if we, uh, if we get around to listening to it. So let's roll the dice and see what's up first. All righty. 10. There you go. All right. There you go. So we're going to find out if we like this or think it's incredibly try hard. 200 stab wounds, piles of festering decomposition. This is a maggot stomp band from Ohio. Um, I do remember that we looked at the profile, like the band pick when we, uh, when we got this in the queue last time and you commented on them looking like a bunch of goons. Well, I, I was, I, I'm looking at their picture right now and they're kind of like mean mugging it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen four dudes that are less capable of looking scary or intimidating <laughs> in my life. Yeah, for sure. dude. Like I have a feeling just to get that angle, right. Uh -huh. Of these guys like looming over you and leering down at you. Yeah. I have a feeling that the uh, photographer had to lay like supine on the floor with the camera pointed almost straight up. Yeah, no one in this band is over 5'8". No, it's really weird. Like none of like, what are you, what are you guys looking at me like that for? What are you, you going to do? Right? Just yeah, have yeah. fun, man, because you ain't pulling it off with the Blind Willies t-shirt and the fucking horn rims 
and uh, you know, fucking refrigerator stickers all over your fucking abdomen. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, so you know, to comment before we even listen and listen to this on the on the it potentially being tryhard thing, I think you know that's that's something that kind of comes along with the territory on Maggot Stomp and a lot of bands that aspire to be in that scene. I, I like a ton of bands on that roster, but I think it's definitely uh, a label that is sort of it's it's for recently transitioned or transitioning hardcore dudes who are trying to graduate to death metal um a lot of the bands on that label are not necessarily dyed in the wool metal metal kids but they're hardcore kids who are are are, had have grown their hair out at some point in the last couple years and are trying to do something different and and that's perfectly admirable a lot of people hate on that i get it can be corny um but uh you know i'm always i'm all for for uh thinking outside the box and trying to do something outside of your typical comfort zone and um a lot of the bands on maggot stomp are are really dope but yeah it's definitely a haven for for ex-hardcore kids um who tossed on you know a bolt thrower obituary shirt and a puffy vest and are are writing slam riffs so uh so we'll see we'll see if this is genuinely good or not um i like the artwork a lot i like the bands i like the i like the name of the release we'll uh we'll see if uh the whole package is there so i guess let's just um let's just start with the opening track okay so we're gonna listen to maggot casket by 200 stab wounds off of their release piles of festering decomposition
All right, we just listened to 200 Stab Wounds with their song Maggot Casket off of their EP, Piles of Festering Decomposition. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, whatever. Um, you know, you dropped both or before the... Uh before we listen to these as a, just sort of a, a, a sort of like a umbrella band for maggot stomp records in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that opening riff was halfway to being a bull for both or a riff for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the fucking, the tone wasn't quite there. Right. Um, and there was a little bit of a flourish at the end that you wouldn't probably find in a bolt, bolt or a riff, but by and large, that was halfway there. You know, this is pulling, obviously, even if it's not directly, I mean, you can't sound like this and not sound like carcass. Sure. Um, so this was, you know, probably pulling off of one of the progeny, the great, great grandchildren of carcass or something like that, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, is fine by me. There was just enough of that in there to make me not hate this. Yeah. Um, but it did tiptoe up to some lines that, um, I just, it, it tiptoed up to some slam lines that, um, do not interest me whatsoever. Um, uh, that's that's you know what I mean like uh, I don't necessarily associate brutality mm-hmm. with like slam I want to f- just fucking hear like good fast aggressive nasty fucking uh, songwriting right yeah, yeah yeah like you know I told you lately I've been listening to a lot of like early ni- well 90s death metal and like I've been listening to basically all of Suffocation's 90s catalog on repeat a lot right mm-hmm. And when you listen to like Legion of Inveracity, there's that fucking, I mean, basically you could argue that like that song kind of like started the meme of slam, right? For sure. Yeah, definitely. But that song is a fucking ripper out the fucking gates. Yes. Um, You know, it just so happens that there's a part like that in that song, right? Because mm-hmm. that really wasn't a thing. Right. Um, So I'm much more, this felt like it was trying to approach slam in sort of a coy way to me mm-hmm. without just outright pr- declaring it. Yeah, I, can, I get that for sure. Um, I think there is definitely a lot more melody and attention to paid to like songwriting and riffs than you get in just sort of run of the bill, uh, puffy vest slam. Yeah. And that's why I was saying like, there was enough like carcass in here to keep mm-hmm. me interested to not just completely make me say, Oh fuck this. Like I'd yeah. watch this live. For sure. Um, I wouldn't watch this for 25 minutes live. I'd watch this for if they played this EP live. Right. Right. Um, you got me for 12 to 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. no, definitely. Um yeah, I so so I I liked this well enough. Um I wasn't totally sold on it. There were some moments where I was sucked in. I I liked the fast parts of this song best, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I uh I'm I'm a sucker for the trope of blasting over a slam a slam riff. I like that too. There were just some riffs in here that felt for for one it felt kind of riff salady. There wasn't a whole lot of attention paid to like clever transitions and creating a cohesive song. It just sort of felt like part after part after part, which you can kind of get in this brand of death metal from time to time. It's, it's just part and parcel to this particular subsect of the genre. And it is what it is. It's not my, it's not my favorite thing. Um, you know, but, uh, it, it's not make or break for me either. Some of the riffs in here were like, like the last riff, it wasn't bad, but it was like, and, and I say this, you know, mind you, enjoying the first couple records from this band, but I don't ever want to hear it emulated 
um it, the last riff was kind of jungle rot you know what i mean it was yeah. it was well, it was shaped up for jungle rot before i i have but like i also am aware that jungle rot is like bottom of the barrel death metal you know what i'm saying like that's as bad as it gets that i'm still down for and like when i listen to those early jungle rot records like i understand that the riffs are fucking ham jams they're terrible uh so i don't think it's a band overall that i would like to see anybody emulate you know what i'm saying um and there was a little bit too much of that in that last riff um but i think that this is most of the way there honestly there is the, the playing was good you know what i mean the the, the guitar players were proficient and shit mm-hmm. there were some riffs in here that sure. i thought were, were pretty memorable and leaning into the fast part early on in the song i thought was encouraging because a lot of the bands that are in this general scene don't necessarily lean into the faster stuff and they they rely in my opinion a little bit too heavily on the dirgy slammy parts um so if there's more of that on this ep uh, you know I, I find that refreshing i, I definitely want to check out the rest of this and see how it holds up because i i i definitely liked that but i didn't quite love it and there are a lot of bands there are a lot of kids right now that are like transitioning out of hardcore and trying their hand at death metal to uh various degrees of success and i think this was this was like a solid b um but it's not enough to stand out in the crowd of a lot of bands that are, are attempting to do stuff like this that's yeah. that's my personal opinion but it was perfectly competent. I definitely see why kids fuck with this. Got nothing bad to say about it. It just wasn't quite there for me yet in terms of like fully capturing my attention, you know? Yeah. I, I will say like the artwork, uh-huh. the artwork's okay, but man, if I'm a ghost, that's what I want to look like. Fuck yeah. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like yeah, if I'm coming back as a ghost, I, that's what I want to fucking look like. Yeah. Most I want to, I want to look like, you know, the cover of fucking Arise. Yes. You know, <laughs> yes. I want somebody to come home and here I am haunting their house and they see this thing with an eyeball and crab claws and mushrooms growing off of it in the basement. And that's my ghost. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking sick, right? man. Yes. That's, that's what I want to look. Because fuck it, you're a ghost, right? Who gives a shit? Right. Yeah, exactly. You can make me look however I however want to look because uh, I'm a horrible ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely. Um, might as well really lean into it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, there you go. Hats off to 200 stab wounds. Pretty good. That's that's my that's my verdict. Pretty pretty good. Good enough that I'll listen to the rest of this EP for sure and look out for the next thing they put out. There you go. I say it's okay. So okay. So uh, let's uh, let's roll the dice then. One. Okay, we got back to back death metal on the uh, on the episode tonight. Uh, the band is Command. The Bandcamp is Command slash Maggot Stomp The record is Terrorscape, which I believe is a twelve inch EP. What's what's up? These guys look like shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. I hadn't looked at the picture of them. Oh yet. my god. <laughs> so so one thing uh, looking at this picture actually reminded me because I recognized dude um that Ryan Donahoe pointed out to me in the email is that this has members of a bunch of really good bands. And the dude, the balding dude with the mustache, um, who looks like me if I cared a little bit less, uh, is uh the vocalist of hoax. Okay. And I know one of the dudes who played in the band Locke, who was fucking awesome, is also in this band, as well as members of some other really dope bands from the LA area. Yeah. Um, so, so this this has a this has luminaries of like a bunch of really really good West Coast 
and like elsewhere because i think some of these people are are transplants um really good hardcore bands um so we'll see we'll see how their uh attempt at death metal holds up this is this is the stuff that ryan described as being far more bolt throwery than a lot of the maggot stop catalog okay i I like the guy on the far left Uh uh-huh he just looks like mario He does, and he doesn't look like a. He doesn't look like he's mean mugging so much as he's look. He looks like he is confused at something yeah. you just said to him. He, you know? he looks like like Mario went down in the basement to do some plumbing, and there's like a little mushroom walking around, and he's never encountered a goomba before, and he's like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> yeah, dude, that's Mario's first encounter with a goomba yeah. caught on film. Like he he's he he hasn't quite realized like the 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 turn his life's path. Is about to take right now, right? Yeah, like things have got to get real weird for him, and he's just on the cusp of realizing what a weird situation this is. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that's beautiful. Um, okay, yeah. So I just double checked Ryan's email. It's the singer from Hoax, guitarist from Hoax, and uh, Condition. And the old trash talk drummer that plays in Blazing Eye and sang in Lock. So that's that's a that's a really good that's a really good hardcore uh, sure. resume for sure. Like like I said, we'll see how it uh, we'll see how it transla- translates into death metal. So yeah. I guess let's uh, let's just listen to the opening track here. It looks pretty representative of the song length of the rest of the rest of the EP. So and I like the name too. Gulag <laughs> um, Orphanage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're gonna listen to Gulag. Actually, oh no, my bad. They have Radiation queued up to play. So that's what they uh, want okay. us to hear. We're going to hear radiation. Yeah, so we're going to listen to radiation by command off of their EP Terrorscape. Thank you. 
All right, we just heard the song Radiation by the band Command off of their 12-inch EP Terror Escape on Maggot Stomp. Um, so between the two bands that we've heard on Maggot Stomp so far on this episode, this definitely leans more into my sensibilities. Um, you know, I, I Ryan mentioned uh, Bolt Thrower as a reference point in his email. I definitely think that's accurate. Um, somebody in the, in the supported by column on here mentioned Grave, which I think is another reference point. Nate, you briefly mentioned in passing uh, a rise era sepultura i think in some of the faster parts um they're definitely flirting with that influence um overall i think that they pretty cohesively combined uh combined a, a broad array of influences over the course of the last you know 30 years uh 20 25 30 years of death metal uh pretty convincingly uh this is i liked it better than 200 stab wounds for sure like i said i think overall it's just more to my more to my taste uh the production is a little bit more to my taste i like the heavily reverby production i like the just sort of simple one two one two fast parts on here it was uh, a little bit more knuckle dragging in the way that i enjoy in the fact that in in the sense that it's just um it's musically simple and straightforward um it's just basically uh thrash if it were you know killed and uh mutilated and then uh a necromancer brought it back to life in the sense that you know early death metal was um overall i liked that a whole lot i think uh as far as uh as far as you know grading their uh transition from hardcore into uh into death metal they did a pretty convincing job more convincing than many um i liked that i liked that a lot Uh, definitely enough to check out the rest of that ep and uh pay attention to them and see what's uh what's coming next nate how'd you feel about it yeah, I liked it. Um, you know, the Bolt Thrower References app that who who submitted this? Ryan Donahoe. Yeah, so the Bolt Thrower References app and and as you mentioned, Grave. But like yeah, there's definitely like a bit of Scandinavian Swedish shit in here. Sure. Um, yeah. That stood out a bit of mm-hmm. like old entombed. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, this was definitely way up more up my alley a lot more than two hundred stab wounds because it was less modern. Right. Um I'm all about moldy oldies um i think the only thing that i i really thought maybe was like i don't know if it was in the production or what but i felt like that the production could have been a bit louder and fuller in my ears mm-hmm. you know if that makes any sense you know what yeah, i mean for like sure. this just felt a little thin to me it, it felt um, more it felt more demo quality than ep quality i could see that you know but yeah whatever i mean it still sounded i, I it was still appropriate uh, appropriately raw for the music itself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like this just fine. I'm probably not going to buy it, but um, I'm definitely curious to see what comes out next. And the logo is fucking dope. Yep. Um, you know, the whole aesthetic is dope. And like I said, the old raw quality to it appealed to me a lot more than, you know, I guess uh, more modern, uh, more modern death metal. Yeah, it was just a little less polished, which is ultimately what I prefer. Like I said, I like I, I really like the the death metal of the era where it was uh, the transitional era between thrash and uh, and early grind and all that stuff that kind of coalesced uh, to create death metal, where there it was not yet fully a fully pronounced um, and like distinct genre yet. And I think that this drew influence from some of that really early stuff. Um, like I said, in a pretty convincing way that I found, uh, if not if not necessarily interesting, at least uh, comfortingly pleasing to my ear. No, um, for sure. I you know, know I don't. I don't think this was particularly interesting death metal, but it was. Uh, it was familiar in a way that I found uh, that I found you know pleasant. No, it's you know we have that the the um, 
playlist of like some so like the death metal shit from like 87 up on the patreon yeah um and um this would not be far off from any of that sort of stuff for sure you know it, it doesn't necessarily sound like a band like um well either one of the incubuses that you know the, the fucking trey as exhaust incubus or um the incubus from louisiana it doesn't necessarily necessarily sound like either one of those yeah but stylistically it's a simple style and it's more in line with a band like that than um, w- with that sort of sound. And yeah, I like that shit. I like I like it. Yeah, you, I think you put it perfectly. That transitional stuff. That yep. uh, it's it's not it's not a formula that has been figured out quite yet. Right. And yeah. It hasn't been reduced merely to a masturbatory competition of either who can write the most brutal riff. Mm-hmm. Or who can play the fastest and most intricately because that is fucking boring. Yes. Um, you know, just give me give me something raw instead mm-hmm. of over overwrought. For sure. Yeah. And I think this did this uh that did this quite well and I uh I enjoyed it. I would I would pick this up if I saw it in a record store. I wouldn't drop twenty two bucks on it yes. to, to order it from the, the from the website, but if it was looking at me and it was uh eighteen bucks in a record store, fifteen, eighteen bucks, I'd pick this up. For sure. Um, all right. So, uh, again, hats off to command pretty, pr- two pretty decent, uh, death metal bands in a row. This one definitely better than the first, but, uh, it goes to show maggot stomp is definitely a commanding present in the presence in the death metal scene. I mean, even if 200 stab wounds wasn't as much to our taste, um, it's certainly to plenty of people's tastes. And, uh, and like I said, it's just a testament to the fact that the maggot stomp has got you covered if you're looking for contemporary death metal for sure. Yeah. So, uh, let's, uh, let's roll a dice. See what's up. Up next four okay four is zipper i was hoping that we would land on this i was interested to check it out the band camp is zipperct.bandcamp.com i think that this is a uh, a brand new brand new band out of connecticut um angry and depraved music from connecticut according to them and this is out on youth distribute um i know the kid who runs this label i think is a pretty young dude who plays in a few bands um i'm pretty sure I I know we've uh, we've interacted a little bit on Instagram. He actually hit me up about releasing a project on on youth on youth distribute. So uh, perhaps I'll become label mates with Zipper here sometime soon. Um, I think Grant said that his favorite track on this was Sheep, which is the third song on here. So uh, so I'll go with his suggestion suggestion since since he sent it in. So uh, we're gonna listen to Sheep by the band Zipper off of their demo.
Okay, we just heard the song Sheep by the band Zipper off of their demo. Nate, how'd you think? How'd you feel about it? So I thought that sucked. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, that was one of the most quintessentially punk and hardcore things, like honestly punk and hardcore things I've heard in a minute. Yeah. Um, In that it was just an absolutely abysmal racket of just howling into the void. Yeah. Um, There, you know... There wasn't much. I mean, listen, I am, you know, and you know, I am not a fucking musician, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty sure that if I spent a couple of weeks on my guitar, I could play that fucking song. Probably. Um, think that that was that was absolute bass musicianship, right? Right. Yes, for sure. That was just making noise on the guitar and banging some stuff out on the drums and getting it down to recording. It sucked. But so, but it, it it sucked in a way to me that was uh, like a, uh, I don't know, like a like comfort food, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, definitely. One of my favorite snacks of all time, of all time since I was a kid, is buttery toast and hot chocolate, and you dip the toast in the hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It doesn't get better than that, right? And it sounds like it's gonna suck, right? And yeah. It's not technically not like food right right yeah but man cocoa and toast i'll eat a fucking loaf of bread and drink a half gallon of milk doing that (laughs) um and that's how i feel about this like it's not great Mm -hmm. it sucked it was extremely base but it was also at the same time you know like quintessentially hardcore punk yeah, no, I agree for sure. And and I'm I'm looking at pictures of them like on their they have like an Instagram account. Um and from what I can tell, like I think these kids are all still in high school. Yeah. Um and I think and I think the dude who runs Youth Distribute, I don't believe he's in this band. Um but I'm pretty sure the kid who runs Youth Distribute as I mentioned before, I'm pretty sure he's like a young kid and I'm fairly sure they're also kind of at least homeboy who runs Youth Distribute um is homies with uh Trevor Vaughn, who plays in uh, the Rival Mob and Brother and a, a million fucking bands, right? I mean, if you've listened to hardcore punk, uh, you probably know who Trevor is. You've at least heard a band of his and, and most likely enjoyed it. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, this whole scene and of this scene of like younger kids is kind of under Trevor's wing. I know he's recorded some bands that have released some stuff on Youth Distribute. So overall, I, I concur with everything you said. This is definitely a shitty hardcore punk. Um, but it's appropriately shitty for like the, the level of musicianship that you would find a bunch of high school kids at playing their first heart, playing in their hard first hardcore band. Like it, yeah. all of the elements coalesce to create something that, um, is really endearing that I enjoy. And that shows a lot of promise. I mean, if this is your first hardcore band, you're obviously on the right track, right? Like I, I'm looking at the pictures again of the bands of the band on on uh, instagram they're rocking one of them's rocking a brother's shirt another dude's rocking a void shirt right they're they're clearly pulling from the right influences all it is is just a matter of like sticking to it you're going to become better songwriters you're going to become better musicians um even though the elements of this were delivered in like a sloppy incredibly basic way the elements that were there were all things i enjoyed i mean it was fast there was like a fun little like uh, you know half tempo mosh part in the middle um all the elements were there. You just gotta, you just gotta refine it, and it's gonna take a couple of years of playing together as a band to get there. Um, but I'm confident, like the kids doing this, will definitely arrive there because obviously their influences um, are are uh, 
are correct and so in so much as as uh, as my taste is concerned they're going they're going for the right thing you know yeah like when you look at it they're clearly excited and hype about it and having fun and it's yeah. this would be a super fun band to be in right for sure um, yes. it gets back to that thing that we've, we it's been a while since we've mentioned it but my god i wish i could feel anything at all even if it were just for a fleeting moment things mm-hmm. like excitement yeah. and like like anticipation like breathless anticipation and uh, like the world is a wide open place instead of a uh, bubbling cauldron of shit in a uh, deep, dark fucking pit that you can't escape. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, I wish I could go back to those days. I'd do anything to do it. And uh, I wish I was in these kids' shoes just looking at these pictures because they're clearly having a, t- a ton of fun doing it. And I'd buy this tape not because it's good, but because I, I liked it. Um I didn't think it was good, but I liked it. I'd buy this tape if it were if if it were still available, but it's totally sold out um, because it sort of embodies everything that I want hardcore to be. Yeah, at its like most base level. Yo, 100%. if this were a demo from like eighty two, mm-hmm. with like you know, I don't know, Alec Mackay on it, right? It'd be a classic fucking demo. One hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep, for sure. I mean, this is this is not this the the SOA demo is not really better than this. You know yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so like you know, there are tons of classic like revered, sought after demos that sound exactly like this. Totally. Um. So this is a winner. Um. But let's face it, it still sucks. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, yeah, no, this 100% embodies everything I want hardcore and punk to be. Uh, the kids, like I said, I've I've uh, interacted a little bit with Homeboy who runs Youth Distribute, and he's just a young kid that's like fucking super stoked about making punk and hardcore music, and uh, that's the vibe that I get from this whole crew, and I fucking love it. And uh, like it or not, whether you're a fucking grumpy old dude, these are the people that are going to inherit uh, this yeah. this form, and uh, I'd much rather have it be these people um than uh than any number of other young people that we could 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 be having i'd rather have it be some wide-eyed kids in void shirts um than a bunch of fucking would-be meatheads and fucking mesh shorts or whatever else you might get so much love to the uh youth distribute crowd keep keep at it keep doing what you're doing you are uh, incredibly appreciated just keep your nose to the grindstone keep writing songs you're gonna get better um keep putting shit out keep releasing zines uh i see you doing stuff and it's uh it it warms it warms the heart of this old man and here's the thing you don't want to get much better than this (laughs) right yeah don't get too much better right you don't want to get much better because then you're going to start actually trying to write songs right 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 right. you don't want to do that that's an utter mistake don't get much better (laughs) yeah just a little bit just a little bit (laughs) that's right so yeah like i said hats off to the fucking youth distribute crew and and all these kids uh I, i genuinely love and support what you're doing from the bottom of my heart so uh let's uh let's roll the dice to see what's up next all right seven okay one two three four five six okay seven is the passing the band camp is the passing la.bandcamp.com this is a self-titled ep that came out in september of this year looks like the only other thing that they have released is a demo in september of last year so uh they were resting resting quietly 
cooking up these songs, crafting these songs for an entire year before they decided that uh, they were ready to be released out into the world. So I'm expecting some really top quality shit. I've heard this, but I couldn't tell you what it sounds like. Um, okay. You know, just like, 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 like always YouTube doing its thing, right? In yeah. the background while I'm fucking doing something else. Oh, okay. So this came out on uh, Caligari Records. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so so you kind of know what to expect. Um, looks like they have the last song, Necrophile, queued up to play. So uh, we'll we'll trust their instincts on that. So we're going to listen to Necrophile by The Passing off of their self-titled EP. We just heard the song Necrophile by the band The Passing off of their self-titled EP that came out in September of this year. So, you know, as I mentioned, this came out on Caligari Records. Uh, so, you know, I, I imagined I would probably know kind of what to expect. And uh, I did. You know, Cal- Caligari has put out uh, a, a whole lot of more like straight up metal stuff. And typically the punk and hardcore shit that they put out um, is definitely in the sort of like metal punk category. Um, it's a lot of stuff that is that rides the line between D-beat and and uh, new wave of British heavy metal influences and stuff like that, um, early proto-thrash influences. And that was definitely all present here. Um, it took a minute for the actual D-beat part of this to kick in. Um, the intro was definitely far more in, as I mentioned, sort of like the proto-thrash um, category, you know, early uh, Celtic Frost and shit like that. Uh, the D-beat riff was uh, fun. Um, overall, this was not uh, not mind-blowing, but like it was, it was definitely solid. 
as I say so often about stuff that doesn't blow me away, but is undeniably good. It was incredibly competent. Um, enjoyed listening to it for sure. Doesn't necessarily stand out to me uh, among the glut of bands doing similarly styled stuff right now. But if I saw this band live, would for sure pick up a cassette. If I saw a cassette sitting on a record store shelf for five bucks, would definitely grab this. Um, but it's probably not going to be a repeated listen per se. That said, perfectly good. Enjoyed what I heard, you know. A solid again a, probably a solid b on this i, I definitely dug it but uh didn't blow me away nate how'd you feel about it yeah i feel the same way i feel like you know um you know the hellhammer discharge combo is good sure. um, especially with more emphasis on hellhammer yeah um and but this is a sort of thing where you know there's plenty of we talk about grind bands that do this fast hardcore bands that do this um you know endorphins lost from a few episodes back right Oh, that's the best band I've heard play that style of music in a minute. Don't remember what they sound like. Right. Yeah, exactly. And yep. and this is sort of the same thing. Like, this is good. I enjoy this. I always enjoy bands that sound like this. Mm-hmm. But I'd be damned if I can remember a single song or even a name of half the bands that I've exactly. heard that exactly. sound like this. Yep, exactly. Um, it's, you know, there's just not a, there wasn't a lot to this song, at least this song, to like make it stand head and shoulders above. There wasn't like a hook. Right. It really grabbed me. This just kind of became background noise, like like a soundtrack to fucking, you know, my day. Um, and I, I which I kind of like front loaded when I said I've heard this, but I don't know. What, I don't remember what this sounds like. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I enjoy this just fine. This is the sort of thing where because there's a lot of fish in these waters that are that do something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this can be said for a lot of different things, but like. If you see this band live, or if you are in the Los Angeles scene and you know these dudes, then these this is your fucking band that sounds like this, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Right? Yep. So otherwise, I don't remember it. If this band, you know, if this band played the house or played your place or something like that, you know what I mean? Hang out with the dudes, super fucking cool. Yo, that band is dope. Let's bring them back again. For sure. Um, But you know, without like an actual attachment to it, there's no reason for me to pick this over any other band that I can't fucking remember that sounds like this. No, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think you touched on something very accurate there in the sense that I think bands, and again, you mentioned like endorphins lost because they're in a scene again, that is sort of just like, uh, there's like a sonic ubiquity to it. Um, you know, and this is a similar thing, um, in just an, albeit in a different lane, but like, it's very much, uh, it's very much an association thing, right? Like, like you said, like if these are your homies or if you've seen these guys or you have some connection to them, then this is your band du jour or your band of choice in this particular lane. And I think that is like, that's applicable in general in so many genres that do share that sort of like just general sonic ubiquity where the bands, even bands performing at like the upper echelons of a particular style, just because everything sort of blends in, so much of it just relies upon like your personal association with that music, whether you choose band A over band B or C. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's basically brand loyalty, right? Right, um, exactly. Right, it's Apple or fucking Android, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're getting you're getting ultimately largely the same product with some very minute uh, differences, uh, but ultimately it's just about where you where you where you find yourself. Yeah, brand brand loyalty, I think, is a good way to sum it up. 
but uh but yeah that was uh that was about as well done as that genre can be executed i definitely dug it i just i just probably won't remember it in two weeks unfortunately it kind of kind of just is what it is with that style but uh but i liked it for the two minutes and one second that i heard it for sure that was good you know and that's a good thing example like even though zipper wasn't as good as this mm-hmm. i'll remember zipper definitely yes right right i just will um they 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 definitely weren't it definitely wasn't as polished and as well done well played in any in any in any uh, like in any sort of like musical criteria it was not better right but i'll remember it because <laughs> yeah. it it hit a sweet spot for me that this just didn't manage to hook into for sure Yep. But, uh, but no shade of the passing. Like I said, it was, it was definitely undeniably good. And, uh, if this is, if this is your lane, there's nothing to dislike here. Right. Um, so, uh, let's roll the dice again. All right. We got, uh, five. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't looking forward to landing on this just cause we already shared an opinion about this and I was hoping to hear a new band. Um, but, uh, we got moon kisser. So it's mooncisser.bandcap.com. Um, and you know, no shade on moon kisser. I think they do what they do pretty, pretty well. Um, but, uh, you know, Nate and I already debuted a track for them months, months and months ago and, uh, didn't particularly love it. So, um, it is what it is. We'll see if we were uh, if we were too quick to judgment on that. So uh, I think they have the first song queued up to play. This is uh, an EP that came out in the begin the beginning of September on Head to Wall Records. So we'll just uh, we'll listen to the first song. So we're gonna hear "Crashing" by the band Mooncaster off of their EP "Summer's Fleeting Majesty."
All right, we just heard the song Crashing by the band Moonkisser off of their EP Summer's Fleeting Majesty. Nate, what did you think of that? So this sounds like it would be on like a Rev Records comp from like the late 90s. Yeah, for sure. And it's one of those like you get like so so like I'm actually looking at it on Discogs now because I used to have a, a Rev CD from 96 mm-hmm. um, in-flight program, right? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Right. And, like, you know, there's a Youth of Today song on there, and there's a Gorilla Bisic song on there, and there's a Quicksand song on there, right? And, mm-hmm. and Quicksand, I mean, whether, you know, I hear Quicksand in that in that song that we just listened to, in that band that we just listened to. Definitely. Um, there's an Inside Out song. So there's, like, some genuine rippers on there. Uh-huh. But then there's some song, there's some stuff on there where you're like, uh, I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that don't kind of really mix in with the rest. This is like, I don't know, hearing a band like Whirlpool on a fucking like hardcore comp. Right, 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 right. Yes. right? And, and yeah. like Whirlpool is on this fucking, is on this, you know, particular uh, rev comp that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. So I actually, because I don't remember what they sounded like before, and that kind of means that I probably didn't like it. It certainly wasn't memorable. Okay, so so I actually think that I got that I maybe got confused with that. I think that maybe the I think that maybe the band that we debuted a track from for Head to Wall was maybe Honeymoon. That that might have been it. I don't remember I, this band. Yeah, for sure. I think it I think it was Honeymoon. I but I could be wrong about that. The thing about Head to Wall, uh they're a label that I, I, I put puts out some stuff that I really dig and they've put out a few projects of mine, so God bless them. They definitely both I mean they're named after a quicksand song and yeah. they they have a so, a soft spot for for post hardcore that is drawing from that world for sure. So they have a handful of bands that like fall right in this wheelhouse and like I always mix them up in my brain. I mean they they put out uh, a, a tape from mild band Wicker Wolves, which is definitely in no small part pulling from like quicksand and far and bands of that ilk. So, um, so yeah, I think we may have debuted a track for the band honeymoon and not moon kisser, but I, the, both of them have moon in it and they're both on the same label. So I don't fucking know. Um, but I do remember whatever we heard, it wasn't that track. Um, and I think, I think you touched on some stuff there, right? Yeah. It's like, It's, it's a band that feels like it's on the periphery of, of a scene that I fuck with, you know? Yeah. And there's bands that I like that sound like this and I want to like this more, but I wanted this to fucking, it was too soft. Yeah, for sure. This song was too far removed and too soft. There wasn't really any filth to this song. There wasn't any punch. You listen to a quick, a quicksand, you know, song and it still has a little bit of growl to it. And it still has, there's still some some grit and dirt in there, and it still bites a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for this, sure. This didn't at all. Like this felt like they were trying to aspire to be like bigger and more widely appealing, right? Um, and and more like, I mean, there's no such thing anymore. But like almost like the the big arena rock sound. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? No, for sure. Um, than what I wanted it to be. No, totally. Totally. Um, so it's 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 just it's almost there for me to say, yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. There was some like you know, there's that riff during the chorus, at least the first riff in the chorus, which I thought was pretty good. Yep. Um, and catchy, and that was like, oh, that turned my head. But there was just something a little too soft. 
and airy to it for me to really like it. Like to say, yeah, this is definitely something that like, if I were listening to that fucking rev comp and this song came on, I'd be like, God, I want to like this song, but you know what? That fucking underdog song, that underdog track is next. So I'm just going to go to that. (laughs) Right. Yes, definitely. For sure. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think, I think you nailed it with that. This is just, this is what I would describe as like delay pedal post hardcore. Um, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of guitar parts that are just kind of like softly in the background. It's like, it's, it's, it's soaring and anthemic Mm. in a way that I don't really enjoy. Uh, you know, this is, I, I want, as you pointed out, I want like more grit. I want, I want chunkier riffs. Uh, if I'm listening to post hardcore, I want chunkier riffs in there. And this was just, yeah, it was just a little, a little light on its feet. Um, it was, uh, it was fine, but like, it just, it just, it was more to me, like this is less quicksand and it's more like thursday it's more early 2000s and and no shade on thursday they're you know the best band at what they do and jeff is my homie and like i've seen that band a couple times their eyes good live they have good records whatever but like they're definitely an exception to the rule for me that's not a a style of post-hardcore that i generally fuck with and as much as i enjoy thursday i certainly don't dig pretty much any of the bands that they spawned and almost none of their contemporaries. Uh, and I think that this was landing a little bit more in that lane than it was, like I mentioned, like fucking quicksand and far and stuff like that. This just wasn't chunky enough. It wasn't gritty enough. I like post hardcore that still has like a clear, clear roots in hardcore. And this was just, as you said, it felt like it was aspiring to, uh, fill bigger rooms. Um, and that's just, that's just like a subsect of this genre that, that misses me. You know, it had some elements there. The chorus was undeniably catchy for sure. And I had the exact same thing when that, when that riff hit that first riff and the chorus hit for the first time, I perked my ears up and was like, all right, cool. Well, like maybe the, maybe the tone of the song is going to shift a little bit, but ultimately, um, it just sort of like it eased back into that just like spacey lull that doesn't really do much for me. This is fine for what it is for sure. Uh, I'm sure that plenty of kids fuck with this, but it's just, this is just not my chosen brand of this particular style of music. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever, I want to like it more. Um, it's okay, but, uh, I ain't going to fuck with it that much. When, when, you know, we got them confused with that other band and you were saying, I was like, that singer has to be fucking joking. I was like, when I heard this guy, I was like, well, goddamn, they fucking cleaned it up a little bit. <laughs> I, you know, that dude was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, it fit the music pretty well, but the problem for me was the fucking music. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, so yo, let's, uh, let's listen to one more band. We're like a minute and 15 in and we only have two, two voicemails to tackle. Um, so let's, you know, let's make this another music heavy episode. All right. One. Okay. One. Hey, this is, this, this is just a, uh, a death metal heavy episode Okay. because we landed on damnation's domain. The band camp is damnation's domain.bandcamp.com. Uh, the record is G death. The band is from Delaware and let me double check who this was sent in by. This was sent in by AJ. Um, so it could go either way. <laughs> AJ's submissions of the past have either been good or complete fucking dog shit. Well, um, and, and I'm seeing like a lot of Z's. Yeah. A lot of Z's on here. Right. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, we'll say, um, um, 
urban parlance <laughs> yeah. titles. Yeah, from the tomb to your room. It seems Which, at seems first dope, glance, yeah. at first glance, when you see that on like a Gasm record, you're like, oh, what am I in for? But then you listen to it and you're like, oh, okay, this is fucking dope. Right, right, right. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking lean on that too much because who knows? Right. Um the artwork is pretty cool. It looks like the shredder finally fucking met his end at the hands <laughs> of uh Master Splinter and Dude. uh the turtles. Yeah. And uh, he is now a rotting corpse. Um, so, you know, whatever. Let's check it out. Yeah. So they have the second song, Bloodline, queued up to play. I, I'm interested just because, like, there are a handful of songs on here that don't have the lyrics with it. And I'm hoping that that doesn't denote that it's an instrumental track. Um, hopefully, it just denotes that the lyrics are unfit to print. I kind of want to read the lyrics. I want to see what I want to see what these songs are about. What the fuck is Orcs Blood about, right? Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, so, so should be so maybe we should listen to a track with lyrics then. Yeah. Um, so let's listen to just the next song on there that you already mentioned. So, uh, so we're gonna listen to Orcs Blood by Damnation's Domain off of their release G Death. Now there ain't much to the lyrics. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. We just heard the song Orcs Blood by Damnation's Domain off of their release G Death. AJ, who sent this in, described this as old school death metal done short and sweet. Gotta say, AJ, as so often you are, uh, you're incorrect. (laughs) Um, That is not old school death metal done short and sweet. That is, and, and I say this knowing full well that this project might be very self-aware. I mean, based on the spelling of a lot of stuff on here, a lot of the lyrics and presentation in general, they may have their tongues firmly in their cheek with this. But nonetheless, I mean, musically, my first impression of this is it's it's poser shit, right? It's like, it's it's 
has the aesthetic of old school death metal in the sense that the production is shitty and like the tones are there and stuff but like the slam riffs and like the mid-tempo parts are just like mad phoned in to me this feels very clearly like fat dudes who are into beat down trying their hand at death metal again maybe not entirely seriously which hats off respect for that glad you're not taking yourselves too seriously i'm not mad at you but like this shit sucked you know what i mean it just it wasn't good it wasn't interesting it wasn't brutal um this is made for like a bunch of fat dudes in mesh shorts to mosh to and and say that they like death metal an excuse to wear a squiggly logo shirt in instead of their death threat shirt one day i mean it's just it, it's it's very clearly just phoned in poser shit um and again if they're kidding if their tongues are in their cheek no no biggie not mad at you glad you're having fun with this project but musically it, it sucks ass i feel the same um initially when it kicked in i thought okay so this is some really fucking like i like the guitar tone up front at first right and i i it kind of I paid attention a little bit and then it went into that slam riff. Yeah. And I was fucking done. Yeah. And this, I'm, I'm going to say this as someone that, you know, has no problem listening to the most abhorrent and generic of fucking grindcore, Right. Yeah. Um, and, and like the most nonsensical and short lived, like, you know, songs right mm-hmm. um you suffer is more of a song than this was <laughs> yeah yes yeah for sure like this 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 just felt like parts glued together yes and the only thing it felt like anybody really was was like actually paying attention to was like that slammy part and that's right. it yes the rest of it was just there to sound like gross and heavy i guess mm-hmm. yeah but um i don't know this this is not my thing at all. Um, I, I don't, you know, what what the fuck is G death? I don't know. Is it, is it, is it something? Yeah, God knows, right? Um, you know, I don't know, but like, I don't know. This ain't for me, man. This ain't my. When, this is uh, this just like when I hear the word hardcore, mm-hmm. I I do not fucking think of like, you know, I'm not gonna immediately think of like you know, fucking bro cruise, like bro, modern, like crew style. Let's, let's pay to be in a gang hardcore. Right. Um, no, when I hear the word hardcore. I think of fucking 1982. Right. right? I think of victim in pain. I think of, you know, that sort of shit. Right. Um, when I hear the word, when I hear the phrase death metal, this is the last thing that pops into my fucking head. Yeah. yeah. This is like when I'm trying to sort of like, talk about death metal i'm like oh yeah but then there's like that really shitty stuff that people play too right right that you can't even imagine isn't even a fucking joke yeah um this had classic um what what, uh friends of ours would call the burbling bathtub drain vocals Mm -hmm. where like if you look at the drain hole in your bathtub you just see a couple lips sticking out of it Right. And they're just belching these fucking noises at you, asking yeah. for more skin flakes and water and hair from your body yeah. so that they can eat it. Um, yeah, this was uh, burbling bathtub drain video vocals over basically just a salad of parts. Yeah, for sure. And and at that, only like three very, very simple parts that repeated. Yeah. 
It was like iceberg lettuce, um, crinkle cut carrots, you know, and like yeah. fucking celery. Yeah. Like a goddamn psychopath, you put fucking celery on a fucking salad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and you know, like I've I've already many times I've professed my uh, my affinity for for bottom of the barrel death metal, even of the slam variety. You know, I I mean I mentioned I like jungle rot, which is about as bad as it gets in terms of old quote unquote old school death metal. And I've I've caped up for cemetery rapist and cephalotripsy. I I like uh, devourment and shit. I like stupid like fucking brain dead drooling on yourself shit um but this is just it's so phoned in and it's so clearly engineered for dudes to just like crowd kill to uh that it just it 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 just it turns me off entirely i got there's no space in my brain for this you know i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna remember this in five five minutes let alone five days so right right so uh, on that note, I guess we will uh, we'll pivot pivot to messages. We only got two this week, so uh, it should be short and sweet, and then we can wrap it up. Okay. Uh, hey, what's up, retard? Uh, so I was talking to a coworker about uh, music, and uh, he asked me what I like, and I said, you know, death metal and hardcore. And uh, he's like, yeah, I like uh, hardcore too. And they started talking about happy hardcore and speedcore, and I was like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? And then I realized this asshole was talking about electronic music. So I guess my question is, who really deserves the label of hardcore? You know, us virgin incels or those uh, epic chads in electronic music? Um, anyways, uh, eat shit. I love you. Well, so I, I think simply by merit of the fact that uh, hardcore claimed it, you know, a whole decade prior to when happy hardcore arose. I mean, by virtue of that alone, um, I think I think we've got it. Us virgin incels have it. But I, you know, to imply that uh, that dance music aficionados are not virgin incels themselves, I think it really uh, it displays a, a lack of experience with that uh, with that subsect of culture. I yeah, I, you describe them as epic chads. Like maybe this guy's super fucking handsome and you want to bone him, but like not always. Yeah, no, definitely not always. If you, I mean, it's so to be fair, happy hardcore is like at least originally was more of like a European thing, um, and there are a lot of epic chads in the American uh, like mainstream dance music scene. But once you get into like really niche, um, like super niche dance music stuff, like happy hardcore and shit like that, and breakbeat hardcore and stuff like that, like you're you're definitely dealing with some like serious uh sex deprived weirdos um make no mistake but uh yeah i mean it's happy hardcore has been a distinct genre of dance music for a long time i'm a nerd about music in general so i uh i've been i've been familiar with it for a long time and i have friends who are djs and stuff um it's not it's not a dance music that is uh, particularly appealing to me but uh, so again just by merits of my own involvement in uh in the hardcore scene i i'll say uh i'll say we deserve the title i say that too just because you know what Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it indeed. You know so, what I mean? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, so we only got one more message. So let's uh, let's just bang that out real quick and then call it a night. All right. What's up, guys? It is Ryan from Nashville, Tennessee again. Uh, I was calling because, you know, tonight's, uh, what, fucking election night. We might all wake up dead tomorrow. Who knows? No one knows what's going to happen from here on out. And I've been listening back to old episodes, trying to find some music that doesn't suck so I can plug it into my ear holes before we all meet our demise, uh, or at least just 
Western culture as we know it. Um, and basically, found this band on an old episode called Chard. Uh, I can't remember the name of the album, but this band is playing like death metal with a, with a little bit of a punk thing going on with the fucking youth crew, Tom Beast, and the Celtic Frost feel. And I just wanted to say, this is one of the fucking best bands I've ever heard in my entire life. This shit's right up my alley, and I'm extremely excited to have heard this before our country plummets into uh, eternal destruction and uh, suffering. So thanks for, uh, you know, doing the shit you do. Thanks for shooting straight. Uh, thanks for, you know, fucking on people who deserve being fucked on. And uh, hopefully we get to keep doing this shit uh, tomorrow in the next week or whatever. Because I-, I like hearing music that doesn't suck. It's hard to find. Thanks, guys. I really, truly appreciate it. Uh, see you around. Okay, so uh, so we just heard heard from Ryan from Nashville. He I think called in last week or the week before. Um, so first of all, thanks for uh, thanks for the kind words. We uh, we genuinely really enjoyed doing this. Um, yeah, for sure. It's it's fucking fun. And and actually, I was thinking about this before we started the show. You know, we had like a few people um, say that they've been longtime listeners and the emails they sent this week and and uh, thank us for our services. But I you know I think that the virtue of this particular format is that it's literally just as dependent upon our listenership, if not more so than it is upon us, um, mm. because everything is submitted by people who listen to the show. Um, so the only way that we find out about three quarters of the good shit that we find out about um, via the show are because people send it in to us. Um, yeah. so, so that interaction. That, that interactivity is like a cornerstone of the format, you know? Absolutely. I mean, there's tons of bands that we, like, Chart is a good example. I, I, I like that band, as I recall, um, looking at the artwork. I remember I thought the artwork was super dope, and mm-hmm. I think we both liked that band a lot. Yep. Um, I have them bookmarked, so I'm guessing that I liked it because I'm waiting for something, you know, other than the fucking CD to come out. Right. Um, I'm not buying a CD. Are you kidding me? Jesus, fucking 1997. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Jesus Christ. Um, but like, you know, I think we like that band, but there's been tons of tons of like bands that we've been turned on to that, you know, honestly, we probably wouldn't have discovered or maybe, 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 maybe not. You know what I mean? Right. On our own. But the point is that like we all kind of help each other out here, you know, sure. like Anthony from Jelly is like one of the best <laughs> submitters. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, basically, he's a always never fail um, good submitter with his submissions. And there's a few other folks like that, too, whose taste we have come to grow and trust. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So thanks for the kind words and uh, keep listening. And, uh, yo, do some digging your own. Send it in. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, we, uh, yeah, we're we're facilitating a, a larger conversation for sure. We're uh, by by extension just the mouthpiece of dozens and dozens of people who send stuff into us. Um, you know, I've I've had heard people sometimes jokingly, sometimes earnestly describe us as tastemakers, but literally we're just facilitating uh, yeah. the, the the proliferation of music that already exists and that other people are sending in to us. So. You could not possibly ask for two stupider people, right? <laughs> to be tastemakers. To be tastemakers, right? Yeah, yeah for like, sure. Like one a Robert, person, Robert Christgau, I am not. <laughs> yeah, and like, and like, like, like one half of us is 
virtually like almost entirely disinterested with interacting with people period <laughs> yes right yeah, for sure <laughs> for sure and and i have gone on record many many times uh decrying music journalism and music journalists as useless leeches which is why i always try to make a distinction and say you know this this isn't a review show because we don't make value judgments and really truly despite all of the trappings that surround it or any pretense that may arise from just like the banter and the rapport that Nate and I have, truly the only goal of the show is to just encourage the proliferation of music wherever it exists and get stuff that we're interested in out to people who are all also interested in it. Even though the, even though the, the range of the scope of this little community and scene has grown ever larger with the, uh, with the advent of the internet and social media and whatnot, it's still statistically speaking, it's incredibly minute. So having like a small network of people that we can interact with via this and who, as Nate pointed out, we have people now that we genuinely like generally, rely on their taste to be good um, and show us stuff that we may not have otherwise heard is, is a dope thing yeah. and is really the only goal of the show. So yeah. so thank you for listening. Thank you for calling in. Thanks for sending stuff. And uh, and we're very happy to be a, be a mouthpiece for good shit wherever it may exist. So uh, on that note, I guess we'll wrap it up. I'll do the normal housekeeping stuff. I am getting orders uh, packaged up and shipped out this week. Um, I just got to pick up a few things from Nate. Nate, I'm actually, I'll, I'll uh, talk to you about that after we go off air. I got to pick some things up from your house so that I can get all of our orders uh, all ready to go. Um, if you want to send in music, uh, as I just talked about, the most important facet of this show, it is demo listen, uh, demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure it's a year or less old. Um, and if you want to become a Patreon, we just got a new Patreon episode up last week. I missed out on uh, play, the playlist that I was going to do to accompany. I have it all written out and made up. I just need to sequence it. So it's going to go up at some point. Um, but uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Five bucks gets you access to everything that we put out. And even if you're not a Patreon subscriber, we try to do at least most most of the time weekly playlists that are free and you can find those there as well. Um, and then lastly, uh, if you want to call in and uh, talk some shit or uh, just tell us we're doing a good job, which is also nice too, 260-222-8341. And uh, beyond that, if you like the show, rate and review it on uh, iTunes, all that good shit. Thank you for listening. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure many people in our listenership are at least uh, somewhat relieved that uh, that uh, we did not, as uh, Ryan implied, wake up in uh, a complete dystopia. Um, so, you know, keep on keeping just, on. It's it's just a slightly less offensive dystopia. It's just a slightly less offensive dystopia. That's right. And and you know what? I'll I'll take that for now. So yeah. uh on that note, we will uh we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>